homesteads and homeschools as part of the Liberty Hippie Podcast Network. If you like what we do, be sure to check out This Week in Liberpods, Peace Freaks, Cannabis Heals Me, and Free Markets Green Earth. We're living proof that libertarian doesn't mean washed up Republican. Dude, what's up? What's popping? What's cracking? Welcome back to Homesteads and Homeschools. I'm your host, the Liberty Hippie, here with you for week number 81, huh? Might actually be, I, I don't know. I think it's week 81. It's episode number 81, which means you can find the show notes for today at homesteadsandhomeschools.com slash 081. My guest today is, uh, Mr. John Foster. He's on to talk about a little program he created, and when I say little, it's it's not that little, called the Middle School MBA. And uh, we talk about what that is. And I'll give you a real quick little, little taste, and then you get right into it. Middle School MBA is a curriculum uh, program set up to help homeschool parents, small groups, teach uh, children about economics. And we're not talking about, you know, modern monetary theory necessarily. We're talking more the Austrian side of economics. So it is something that uh, is needed, was needed. And uh, yeah, John John saw that hole and, and filled it. And um, yeah, we get into it. And it's a, it's a good story. It's a, it's a good listen. And if you have a group of kids, you're, you're homeschooling, you know, economics is, uh, is one of those things that's it's important. It's important for them to get a good foundation and to start building those entrepreneurial branches. So I encourage you guys to to definitely check it out. I'll put all the links and everything in the show notes. But right now, let's get into it. Let's go. Let's go plant those liberty seeds with my guest, Mr. John Foster. So today, my guest is, uh, is Mr. John Foster. Um, I uh, I picked him up listening to uh, one of one of Tom Woods' plugs at the beginning of his show or at the end of his show, and I think you're you're guest number two for that, John. So welcome welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, coming on today. No, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, no problem. Um, and I always want you know because it's he's a he's a good resource to some sometimes has some of the. Uh, good homeschool type uh, products and, and interesting people out there. So I was always scroll through those and, and look, and I, I found you and it, it uh, looked very encouraging. So uh, we'll get into what you have. Um, but before we, we do, uh, I'm kind of curious, what did you do for, for school growing up? Cause this is more, what, what you have is more kind of directed at homeschool. Were you homeschooled? Did you homeschool your kids or anything like that? No, I wasn't. Uh, I I went to uh, public schools and and some private schools uh, as a kid, and then I went to a public college, uh, LSU, and did uh, did an engineering degree and an MBA there. And then I went out into the world and and worked in industry and uh, did that sort of stuff: uh, production and uh, supervision, management. 
and then got into kind of the corporate side and did some uh, business management and M&A stuff. And finally, they got tired of me and, uh, and gave me the boot. And uh, you know, it's actually, they were terrific. They were super terrific. It was, uh, it was a great, great career. And, and uh, they couldn't have been nicer to me when I left. And then the middle school MBA. Uh, yeah. So, so you went to work. So, what, what was your degree in in college? Did you say engineering and? Yeah, it was chemical engineering. Okay. okay. All right. So, where did the um, and you just kind of got into the business side of the world through different jobs that that led you there, or was it? Did you go? You know, it's even weirder than that. Uh, <laughs> All this started with with economics when I was about five. And I can remember being outside uh, playing in the dirt with a stick, wondering, uh, why doesn't the king just tell everybody to make twice as much stuff, and then we'd all be twice as rich? And and somehow I, I knew that didn't seem right, but I couldn't figure out why that wasn't right. And it, it wasn't really until I was about uh, 35 that I actually had those answers in a really clear way. And, and all along the way, I, I thought about economics. I studied economics. I, I worked in the, the economics department when I was in grad school. I mean, today you can tune into Tom Woods and get the right answers. But, but back then, you know, he wasn't available. And so uh, you, you really had to, to struggle to, to get these answers. Okay. So I, I imagine... Well, where, where did you end up finding the answers or how did you find kind of the answers that you were looking for or that you eventually made sense to you? Yeah. So I went through uh, most of the schools, you know, the, the, uh, the classical, the neoclassicals, the, the Keynesians, the public choice, you name it. And, and they all had something to offer in one way or the other, but, uh, they were all they they were they all had contradictions and problems and it, it wasn't until uh, I stumbled across the Austrian school that I was like oh this this actually all adds up you know the 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 Austrian approach is is very rigorous and and their conclusions are much more modest than what you would get for instance with the neoclassicals you know the Austrians don't claim to be able to predict what GDP is going to be two quarters from now, you know, to two decimal places. They, yeah. they, they say that that's, that's just not doable. But, but what you can predict is things like, uh, you, you know, that the demand curves slope downward. And, and just from that, you can, you can uh, reach a lot of very profound conclusions about what's possible and what's not possible. Whereas uh, some of these schools that, that get lost in the weeds of decimal points and stuff end up uh, concluding that, you know, that you can raise the minimum wage and increase employment, you know, because yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's, that's how I ended up with, uh, you know, with the Austrian school. And, and then as it turns out, the, uh, the Austrian structure is much more clear than than what say the neoclassicals use you know if if you look at the circular flow diagram it's not it's not wrong in essence but but it's sort of misleading because uh it it makes you think that everything is just going in a circle and that money is driving it that's that's sort of 
you know, the, the impetus from it. Whereas with the, with the classical model, which the Austrians use, you see that it's a matter of taking natural resources and converting them into things we want. And, and that goes along with a capital structure and a price structure. And, and so all those things are actually nice and clean and simple. And, and you can teach that to little kids. And that's what we started doing. Okay. So how, how soon, how soon after you kind of figured things out, did you part ways with uh, your, your job or whatever, whatever it was that you parted ways with back there? Well, I had, um, actually, I, I started teaching as a volunteer and, and my company was really great about that. They would, you know, they supported community service and, and they would give you time to do that sort of thing. And so I, I taught for many years uh, as a volunteer in schools, and I, I developed this program during that time. And, and I had started building it, building the tools that I always wanted to have instead of me scratching ugly pictures on the, on the blackboard and saying, imagine this is actually <laughs> this or that. I, I started building them as something really good that, that uh, in a digital format. And so when, uh, when, when I separated with my company, um, I already had, uh, you know, like one foot in that boat sort of, and we just, just put it into overdrive. Nice. That's, uh, seems this way it kind of, kind of works. You know, you can't just, I guess you can just jump ship and start new, but it's a little, little riskier than, uh, you know. It's, it's definitely much tougher because what happens is it takes longer than you ever thought. You know, it's, it's, it's always, there are always bumps that you didn't expect. And, and so, um, either to, you need either a, like a spouse that's, that's supporting part of the game or, or something like that to, to just jump off into, uh, space. I, I don't really recommend that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can, anyway. Um, so you were, you were teaching what, um, what what would what did that look like? Were you just going into classes and and like who were you teaching or, or what what specifically were you teaching? Yeah, so I was teaching. I actually started with uh, Junior Achievement. It's a you know a national program. A lot of people know Junior Achievement, and and right away uh, I w- I just thought you know this could be a lot better, and and so immediately I started changing things and adding things, and and before long I just had an economics class a business and economics class that I was teaching and, and that grew into middle school MBA. Nice. So did you, did you start with, was it your own to start with or was it something that like junior achievement had and you're kind of worked with that framework and then just blew it up and did your own thing or. No, it, it uh, like I added pieces to, mm-hmm. I don't want to speak ill of junior achievement, but <laughs> I mean, it didn't take long to replace it all, you know? And, right, yeah. and, uh, so as I added things, I jettisoned their stuff. And, and, um, you know, originally when I, when I was going to do this middle school MBA, I, I said, you know, there's a lot of free stuff out there. There's their YouTube videos. There's fee has got some great stuff. The St. Louis fed has some stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And I said, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to curate all these different things and put it into a format. 
and then just just point you from one place to another. You know, okay, go over here and you'll get a lesson on supply and demand. Go over here and you'll get a lesson on opportunity cost. But as I worked on it, it it you, it just doesn't work that way because the the different uh, places you might go aren't consistent in in their terminology. They're not consistent, and 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 so that plan fell apart. Like, okay, that's not going to work. And and so then I started. I, I just built everything myself. In in the end, there was no substitute for just just uh, stick building this thing bit by bit. Good deal. That's that's impressive. That's that that is a lot of work, you know. And when, when you have something of a, a skeleton, you can add to and take away from, and, and it it helps. And starting start from the ground can can be. But you know the tough to say the least. The, the problem is with 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 the skeleton is is that it's it's uh it's very poor you know the the way people teach economics hasn't changed for 100 years back in the in the 1920s and 30s as keynesianism was becoming popular in the circular flow diagram um it economics developed this 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 very um, i mean today people think well if you're not a rocket scientist or a, or a math whiz you know you just can't leave economics alone and and that's because it's the way they've they started teaching it was so uh, removed from reality and 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 so difficult to uh, grasp, and so I, I completely threw that structure away, and and with we started with just a a clean slate and said what's the best way to get this stuff across to to young kids. And and just went from there. So there, there there really wasn't a skeleton worth keeping. Yeah, that's that's uh, crazy. So um, I think it's true. I think with with like really anything these days, but um, you know, the math field and, and economics is one of those where like if you're not a quote expert, you know, you start looking at these papers and these pages with formulas and percentages and decimal play and you know all this stuff and it. It can be scary, and I think that's one of the things that we kind of, you know, you take your your high school econ class and and you're done with it, and you just listen to the the guy on the TV say what uh, you know, tell us what's going on or or whatever, and you just accept it for what it is, and not a lot of people seem to question it. Um, I think I don't I don't know, but yeah, I think you're right about that. So you um, you got going this. So how, how long is it? Has this been going on the middle school MBA? How how long have you had this program together? Well, for for three years, we've actually been had it online and and you know selling to schools. I did it. I taught it myself. You know, prior to that, and and the real trick was to be able to hand this stuff off to a teacher who has no background in business and economics and have them. That was that was really one of my big uh, concerns as to you know. Whether that will work. I mean, what happens if if uh, Billy asks question X? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but as it turns out, these teachers do it better than I do because they're actual teachers and they have teaching skills and they know every kid in the class. You know, so they they know how to push their buttons. They know what's going to go easy. They know where they have to slow down. And and so it's it's been extremely gratifying to see teachers take this curriculum and do it better than I do it. You know, that's, that's just, I can't tell you how nice that is. That's cool. So it's, um, so you, you, 
it's there for for homeschool kids. Um, and you've been moving it to the public schools as well. It's it's um, it's for homeschool groups. Okay, it's, it's 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 for any group. It's for a classroom. Right. Um, it's not. A lot of people have said, "Hey, I, I want it for you know my my single homeschool kid," and unfortunately, you know, well, you know, business and economics is about interactions between people, and so what what we try to do is create those interactions with with uh, our activities in the class, and 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 then after they've experienced a given thing, then we say. Okay, here's what happened, you know, and, and, and here's what that means, and here's the theory behind it. And then we attach the tags to it, you know, instead of giving a definition. They experience it first, and then we tell them what that was. And so in order to create some of those experiences, you need more than one kid. You know, you need yeah. to, to do a negotiation. We have two kids or, or more negotiating. Sometimes it's one-on-one, sometimes it's one-on-two, sometimes it's two-on-two. There's always a timekeeper. That's another kid. And there's usually a few kids that are actually judging the negotiation and looking for various tactics to be used and counter tactics and that kind of stuff. And so it's to, you know, to create that, you kind of need about four kids minimum to make it all happen. And at some point we'll probably try to come up with a, with a just homeschool for one curriculum, but, but today we're not there. So today we're homeschool groups and, and, and regular schools. Okay. I think I remember looking on the website um, for the the group lesson. I think it was a, a minimum of five, I think was the, the number on there. Um, but, you know, with all the homeschool co-ops that are out there, it's it's not that hard to find five five other homeschool kids that would be uh, down for that. So. Absolutely. And we have uh, we have a number of people that do exactly that. At, at their, they say, hey, I'm going to do it and I'm just going to invite uh, four neighbor kids over. And they do it all the time. Sure, that that and that, and we have had homeschools who said, um, you know, I just want to take it and and learn it with my child. And they've they've done that and said it was terrific and they loved it, you know, and and it all worked. So so that does happen. And if if they're homeschoolers who are interested in that, um, we actually call that an off use, off label use. Okay, and and. And so we we give a, a a discount for that because because it's not exactly how it's de- designed and they have to do a little more work. So I mean, if if you're if somebody's interested, by all means, uh, contact me and and we'll work something out. So within within that, um, this is kind of designed for for groups. Um, what what ages are we looking at? I mean, can I give this to my four year old or not yet? Uh, we're we're like ages eleven and up. Um, we have done. We did a class of uh, fifth graders, ten years old, uh, last year, and they did great. Uh, that's the youngest we've ever done. So you know, we say sixth grade is kind of the place to start. Anywhere six through twelve. Like to leave a little leeway, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, for the older. The older kids, the older ages there, um, is it a different curriculum? Is it just, are you able to go more in depth? Is there, what, what's the difference there? Is it the teacher that, that is able to get into it more? How does that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the, the thing is, so, so nothing here is dumbed down. This is college level stuff. 
really graduate level stuff. You know, you can go get a, a, a BA in economics and never hear about price structure or capital structure. But but we're doing this stuff with uh, with these you know young kids. So it's not that it's too young for uh, for a high schooler. Um, as as you move older, then we rely on the teacher to to set the pace and and to manage the classroom. We're really blended education in in the in the most real sense, and that we don't go to the student. We don't. Our students aren't looking at a laptop. Um, the teacher projects the software on the wall, usually with a student uh, running the the software. And, and then uses that as a teaching tool. And so we enhance the teacher's ability. We don't replace the teacher and we don't try to bypass the teacher. The teacher is really critical for what we do. And, and so as, as the class is different, if, if you have a, a class of incredibly smart fifth graders like last year, then the teacher just zooms through to normal pace. If you've got a class of seventh graders that for whatever reason aren't, aren't quite there, the teacher goes a little slower. If, if you have seniors, you zoom even faster. So it's a matter of just pacing it to whatever the kids' abilities are. But, but there's the, the, the material is, is in no way you know, young. The jokes and the humor might be a little young. And, and so the, the teacher might want to uh, play with that some, but no, it works. It's fine for high schoolers. Good. To, yeah, because it is, it can be such a, a dense topic you know um and, and at the same time it's it's not in in that like it makes a whole lot of sense and it's not like crazy difficult to comprehend and you start putting things together like oh yeah that makes sense you know so and see how that that spreads yeah out. we try to start each concept with something super simple you know uh, typically some business idea you know like buy low sell high everybody gets that and and then we take that and step by step, we bring it up to the abstraction of that concept, which, which will be economics, right? So we'll go from a negotiation to the laws of supply and demand. And, and so when, when kids think about price discovery, they've, they've discovered prices themselves. They understand what that's about. And they understand that the laws of supply and the law of demand, that those are just describing uh, human responses, normal human behavior, behavior that they've experienced themselves, right? And, and, and so it's, uh, even though it's, you know, when you look at a couple of, of uh, when you look at a chart with two lines crossing and this is quantity and this is price and it's, it's dry and it's, and it's tough to internalize. But when you do it the way we do it, they just, they get it and they have it and, and they never lose it. So question about, Teachers, right? Like you, you said that the you know the teachers did did do a better job than than you did. Um, but like, what about you know these teachers that don't don't know anything, right? I've ne- never heard of economics beyond my eleventh grade high school class. Um, so, is there are there materials that you give them to kind of peruse and, and get an, uh, a feel for, or how do they fall in? They just use the same sort of curriculum the the students do. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, it's, it's essentially the latter. Um, you know, we've, we've, what we say is we've found a, a better cognitive path to go from zero to a deep understanding of economics. And so whether you're a child or a teacher, as, as a teacher, you just travel the path a little faster. And, and uh, 
in the we we do have very detailed lesson plans with each lesson that uh and and that goes into more depth than than the lesson does you know should the teacher want to have more background in case billy asks that that special question but uh but as a rule you know we've we've built it so that so that children can go from zero to deep understanding and the teacher just does does the same thing and it's so typically we have a uh well, our jump start video which is 15 minutes and and that's to tell a new teacher okay here's how the software works here's how we introduce these concepts to little kids and here's where you're going to end up here's here's the all the theoretical framework you need and so that's 15 minutes maybe they watch that twice and then maybe they noodle around for a little while. So you might spend an hour up front getting your arms around it. And then maybe less than half an hour with each lesson just going. On, for the most part, the teacher walks through the lesson and goes, I got it. I'm ready to go teach it. They don't even have to look at the lesson plan. But if should they have some uh, doubts or questions, they can, they can go to the lesson plan and, and get more details. It's it's really the trick is making it so simple to do to begin with. That's that's the real trick. Uh, it sounds like you've uh, you figured it out pretty pretty well. Uh, so uh, another thing on the the website, you, you, I know you mentioned that um, it's uh, how you phrase it, uh, business and, and entrepreneurship, right? Um, is that all? Excuse me, is that? Is that all part of the economics side of things, or is there extra steps to that, or how does that work? Yeah, that's, that, that's a great question too. So, you know, the I don't the classical movement has has this great uh, saying, which is all learning is connected. You know, they they reject this idea of of making a whole bunch of different subjects that don't interact with one another. And and in in this case, they're right on the money. By the way, they're they're totally right about that. In in the, in the current case here, um, business is a subset of economics, right? E economics grew out of. I mean, started with Aristotle looking around and going, ah, these these people are uh, using money and exchanging it for things, and there's all this commerce happening. What are the rules for this? And and so economics is just taking business and figuring out what are the what are the rules for business, and so business is part of economics, and entrepreneurship is part of business. Entrepreneurship is the beginning stages of a business, right? It's it's starting the business up, and and so that's a subset of business. So we work them all together. Um, we have we have kids do business activities where they're building parts and, and selling them. And then they build a, a profit and loss sheet um, for those, you know, for what they, what they did to reflect their work. And, and in doing that, they, uh, they learn um, how P and L's work and how the purpose of profit and, and, and how profit and prices direct a business. And and then later in the class, they they actually take a five year P and L, and and they use it to pitch a company to the rest of the class as investors, and and so, 
I mean, these are kids that couldn't spell PNL three weeks ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> and 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 now they've they've built one, and then they take a pro forma PNL, and you can't believe how it's cruel how little instructions we give them. We just hand them the PNL and say, "Here you go. This is your company." in uh you know come back tomorrow and pitch this to the class and see if they'll invest in it and and they do that they process all that and and they they pitch it and then the class decides whether or not to invest their own money in in this company that's just been pitched and and so there's the entrepreneurial aspect brought in but it's it's just a piece of of the overall subject yeah yeah it's uh Seems to all intertwined, right? You can't really can't really separate any of it out. Uh, but anyway, all right. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm, I'm done. I don't know much more to ask you. Anything else that, that, that we missed that you want to get out there? I tell you, you've you've done great. You you you've obviously dug into it, and you've and you hit all the key points of uh, you know. Does the teacher need to be trained? Does the uh, how does the curriculum work? The you know the beautiful thing is it can just drop in anywhere. It's all software. It's all contained in the package, uh, and so I mean you can just go to the website, purchase it across the website, download the stuff, get your credentials, and you know be teaching tomorrow. It's awesome. Well, I will. Uh, well, why don't you tell us where we can find it? Where, where, where do we go for all your stuff? <laughs> so you can go to uh, middleschoolmba.com. That's everything is there. Um, if we, we talked before about single homeschoolers, if there's anything you want to discuss, you can reach me at john at, M- john at middleschoolmba.com. And uh, there you go. You can find us easily. Good deal. I'll put I'll put that stuff in the show notes there and uh, encourage people to to check it out. It's uh, it's it, economics is definitely one of those subjects that I, you know, like I said earlier, it, it seems scary, right? Absolutely, it's just, it seems daunting, Absolutely. but just give them like little bits, you know, like especially with with homeschooled kids that are home, and you know, you have the time to sit down and you know do little projects with them. You know, a kid wants to start a bakery. He wants to sell chickens, all these things. Well, like sit down, let's, let's figure it out. Like, how does this all work? You know, like just cause you make all these cookies doesn't mean anybody wants to buy them, you know, doesn't, you know, all this stuff that goes into it. And I, I think we're homeschoolers are uh, primed for this, this sort of material. I, so. I think so. You know, and one of the things that uh, that's, that's really strong about, about our curriculum is that, that we give them the whole framework. You know, when, by the time we talk about supply and demand, we've already talked about the structure of an economy and, and what, what the pieces of it are. So they understand how every time we go into depth on a given concept, they know exactly where that fits in the overall structure. They have a context to put it in. Yeah. And I think that's super helpful rather than trying to hold 10 different ideas in your head and, and juggle them. And, and I guess the other thing I should mention is that uh, we also have two lessons that, uh, that we give away for free. That's uh, supply and demand and scarcity. And so if, if you're doing economics at all, everybody covers those topics. And, and you might as well do it the best way possible. So, so, so come get those, uh, those two free lessons. For sure. I'll, I'll make sure that that link is in there. So, all right, John, well, I appreciate your time and uh, appreciate the, uh, the curriculum there. The, uh, 
service. Thank you, Ben. It's still been great. I hope you enjoyed that. I encourage you all to go take a look. Go find the, the website and um, go give it a look. And uh, get yourself get yourself signed up. Get a, a couple kids together and uh, do it. Because it's necessary and it's needed. And your kids will thank you when they have a better outlook. I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Anyway, they'll thank you. So guys, I think that's all for that go subscribe on whatever podcatcher you're listening to. Go write a review on iTunes. Leave, leave, uh, four stars, five stars. Uh, tell me what you had for breakfast. Tell me what you did this weekend, whatever it may be. Go leave a review because that, that helps. And, uh, yeah, you can always go to, to Patreon, patreon.com slash the Liberty Hippie. And, uh, there's some things in there. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's, it's about all for now, guys. I encourage you to enjoy. Enjoy life. Enjoy what it has for you. So get out there. Sow those seeds of liberty. We can all reap sheaves of freedom together. I'm going to ride us his dream. I'm going to ride us his dream.